Hey, welcome to a new episode of the Sporite series, a podcast that inspires student athletes, educators, and entrepreneurs to make meaningful decisions, pursue their passion, and learn how to make an impact based on experiences and life lessons. This is something new to me. I'm not sure what to start or what to do. Uh, but in this first episode, I will start with a story about the power of involvement. What does it take if you do not involve people in your process, uh, in your project, and in your vision? The biggest mistake I've ever made as a basketball coach. Uh, probably some of you know that I played professional basketball and competed at a high level. Uh, I really enjoyed the process uh, because it helped me uh, be the person who I am today. Anyway, that's not the topic of our podcast today. A couple of years later, I committed to coach basketball to get back to the community and promote the sport that I love. Um, you know, because because that sport taught me a lot on and off the court. So I, I felt that I had something to give back. And this is where the decision came from. So I started to coach a group of kids uh, about their 12 years old. I had no clue what I was doing except that I was trying to teach the basic skills. Uh, something I was great at, uh, something I was mastering uh, was all this like dribbling uh, down the court, making, creating like uh, opportunities for my teammates. So when I was demonstrating drills, um, that helped me a lot because the kids got an amazing inspiration, a real one. Um, that was the first thing that had me connect with each one of my players in the team and gain their confidence. During my prep times, I will reflect on my practice and how am I doing as a coach, uh, how am I interacting and working with the team, what do I need to change, how can I improve my coaching and communication, how can I improve my leadership and build that group chemistry. Let me tell you, I'm about to cry right now. <laughs> Because those players right now are in college and yeah, I think they just started college this year and most of them, um, they're in different countries and you know, it's crazy when you see them, when you met them when they were 12 years old and right now they're in college, that's crazy. Uh, so I questioned myself, what is my goal uh, with this team? What do I want to see on individual and group level? teach the skills, win games? I was not really convinced with these two answers, so I decided to call a challenge. Give myself a challenge to work on. Uh, so the challenge was uh, stay with this team for four years until they turn 16 and get them mentally, physically ready for another level for the game. Uh, because I really want to help them become the best version of themselves, not only on the court, but also off the court. Uh, be good citizen, be good uh, people and that's through the their education that they are going to get from basketball and ask my team hey guys what if we're stuck together for the next four years and i just see like different faces um players looking at me in different way i know that this is strange for them this is new because in our championship that we compete in, players have to move up to the next age level every two years. And every every time they, they go up, they have a new coach, which is new mentality and new philosophy. So in my case, I had to loop with them um, so we can still be stuck together. <laughs> Let's go back to testing the water. 
So when I asked, uh, when I asked them, I don't remember those faces describing different emotions. A few of them were happy, uh, and others were not happy at all. Uh, I can tell that they did not like it. So that question, that quick assessment gave me an idea about the work that was waiting for me. So we moved on and we started our practice. Uh, a couple days later, I had to make the big announcement. So uh, before practice, I told them, hey guys, uh, I will be looping with you and gave them the reason. But the same, same thing again, different emotions. And I can tell that same group of kids were not happy. Some of them were excited about it. And, you know, but at the end of the day, I was determined that I was going to do this and build a strong team and a dynasty, really. Um, so all of the things that I said before, it was involving only two components of the program, the coach and the players. Please, guys, just stick with me. We're so close to the biggest mistake I've ever made, I've ever made as a basketball coach. Um, so we kicked, we, kicked our first, we kicked our first year um, classic stuff that every starting coach will do uh, get the team together go over the program regular practice try to win most of the games and repeat again uh, me and the team were not only elementary success uh, the challenge that I raised changed my expectation uh, but since I was dealing with early teenagers 13 14 years old that was crazy um, to me because even though the gap, the age difference was not a lot. I was 23, 24. Uh, that's 10 years difference between between me and the players. Uh, so the communication part was not difficult at all. Uh, you know, generation-wise, kind of like the same generation. Um, not 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 exactly the same generation, but we can relate. Um, so I can pick up their jokes, interact with them during breaks. Uh, so as, as a coach, I kind of wanted to prove myself and prove that this team can be undefeated. Take them from from the level of no skill to a level with um, talented and uh, great skills. Okay, and take them from from a level that they don't know how to play together, and right now they are able to play together, play a great basketball. So that challenge was always there in my, in the back of my head. Uh, I did my best building individual skills and get them ready for games. By the end of the day, they liked process so far, but it was not enough. Sometimes players, players go home so frustrated, which is normal, I think. I remember myself when I was a kid. I go back home after a game or practice, not in a great mood. I don't want to speak to anyone in my house. Uh, I will go straight to my room and think about what happened. Think about how can I solve this the day after in practice. Couple months later, we had our first international tournament. We went to the Netherlands. It was not the only uh, international experience. Uh, that group of kids uh, had a lot of travel experiences. I was very happy uh, about that because those experiences gave us uh, another perspective of the game. And my players also got to meet new players, made new friends from other teams and other countries. Uh, so we flew to Amsterdam and then drove a couple hours north to a city called Groningen. Groningen. Uh, beautiful city, nice people. Uh, it is known as um, the student's town. So we've arranged players to stay with the teams, uh, uh, with the Holland's family, sorry, that their kids are competing with. The idea is to learn about the culture, exchange, 
uh, the, the lifestyle experience, uh, talk about the countries, uh, learn from both cultures. Um, and that was that was a great idea. I think the Holland families liked it and our kids liked it as well. So we won the third place in the tournament, if I remember well. We lost uh, our semifinal versus a team from the UK. And we also lost the, the ranking game. Oh no, I think we won the ranking game uh, versus Belgium. I don't remember. Uh, but the experience, overall the experience was good. Experience was good. Uh, we played teams from Holland, UK and Germany. Uh, everyone was happy. We learned a lot and we came back with another expectation. I raised the bar higher again. Uh, and I was, I, I just started from like this, you know, like this mentality. You get what you deserve. So if you deserve to be <laughs> on the court, you are in the court. If you're not, you have to be on the bash on the side, okay, waiting for your turn uh, to be in. And so for a team of 12, players got different playing time. Uh, I think it was my, it is my choice as a coach and my decision at the end of the day, right? Uh, I'm, I'm the only responsible of the team. So since then, I started dealing with more frustrated players in the team, players that wanted to drop out and leave the team because they were not getting enough time. Uh, which made them not happy and mad so this situation turned out to become a bit harder for me to keep every player and please everyone and also those are uh, that group of kids were very tied to each other were very um, they had very strong relationships so if one person was not happy uh, they had two choices they either gonna follow him or bring him back so that was like my leadership that should have an effect over there in that situation. So players got to respect the ghost decision period, um, right? Am I right? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, th I think I was right at that time. But unfortunately, later I realized that I was not. I was not right because I was totally wrong. Uh, with human, you got to explain the why. You need to re give the reason why they are not given enough playing time communication is key guide them how they can reach that level and hold them accountable with the work let them judge themselves if they deserve that playing time or not let them judge themselves if they need to be on the court at that time or not all right this is not what this is episode about this is not the mistake yet trust me so i had to rebuild all relationship and regain their, their trust again some of the players because I've lost them and that was not great for the team at all that I pictured before and I committed to building the future. This process took a couple years. Uh, I think as a team we overcome those challenges with the help of the players, friendship and relationships. Uh, I also wanted to do more and build another level of relationship which is of, uh, of the court relationship. I got to invite myself to whatever they do of course with with the permission uh in their free time so we'll go out and eat and it was a really successful idea and that it was a take when you wanna that, that that's why you, that's what it takes when you wanna gain trust right and you get to do more to gain uh your players trust and, and reconnect to rebuild that relationship over these years, my team was undefeated on both state and national level. Everyone was happy about the performance. Uh, we're winning 
when beating every single team. Uh, the players seemed that they were okay with the playing time. Uh, I thought that I really arranged that and I got control of the whole um, strategy, um, like managing the playing time and setting the rules about this. But apparently, uh, they were not. When they go home, they change their position, they change their mind, and you know, just express themselves to their parents. Obviously, the parents are going to support whatever their kids say, right? Uh, I think that's normal. That's natural. <coughs> uh, uh, so I've started having unhappy parents, and they want to meet me as soon as possible. Really, they were very impatient about this. Uh, so for us, it was not the right time. I declined it several times because we were one week from the state uh, final game, and that was an important game for us okay because it's like a state you're the champion of the state and in order for you to go compete on the national level you have to be the state champion first so the meeting day uh, I met all the parents in the meeting room I tried to greet every single parent uh, I did not get good vibes from some of them I was sure that I was doing it uh, I was whatever was doing it was correct and beneficial for each individual in the team so we started the meeting and the only thing I can see are angry parents speaking on playing time uh, and how their kids were not happy anymore and they're not enjoying basketball at all so I was shocked about their comments I felt very sad and I couldn't forget that moment because all the all the years that you know like you get to spend with those kids and I, I think you should get some of the credits uh, by the parents but um, it was like only the meeting was only focused on the playing time the playing time and the playing time so that shocked me and made me unhappy uh, too right uh, but there's always a light at the end of the channel one parent that have not spoken yet and was grateful for all the work I did for the team and how I kept an eye on their education uh, on their progress on their development I was grateful and happy that only one person at least one person in the room got my back and even I was trying to explain myself and like um, give them reasons but they the parents were not accepting my philosophy right they they so so that person that 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 parent that was the only person who got my back and did that mention like that no matter what the coach decided it's the coach's decision and our kids has to deal with it they had to deal with it and solve it they got they got our back he said that they got our back but it is their job to find a way to earn their playing time and deserve to wear that jersey those words are still in my mind right now and as a coach I agree that players need to find a way how to solve their problems but in order to do that um, I've made this mistake I have not involved the parents in the process and I have not involved them like in meetings like um, kind of like a type of like conferences uh, in order to like get them to okay this is our goal this is how we're gonna communicate uh, this is the difference between the these type of players and these type of players. This is the level of the skills that we have in different in in, in our team, and 
that communication is very important. So I did not because I didn't know because I thought that uh, I, I didn't need parents involved uh, at all uh, when you are dealing with your sports, which is wrong because the universal question in Google right now is it's funny. Is, is how to deal with parents in youth sports. So I think every single coach, no matter what is the sport, it could be like a, like an after-school activity type of thing or it could be like a, a youth sport or like AAU type of thing. Um, coaches are dealing with uh, parents. Uh, so I thought that would be great if I keep the parents away from the team will allow it to build the team that I wanted. After I reflected on the situation, I came up with the conclusion that involving parents is a great tool for success of your program. So then after that season, I started drafting a triangle components program for success that could be used in any individual or team sport. That involves triangle communication between parents, players, and coaching staff. This strategy helped me correct my mistake and get parents on our side to trust the process. This is it for this episode. I hope that youth, uh, athletes, coaches, educators, and parents understood the lesson from this experience. Do not hesitate to initiate that communication. Either if you're a parent or coach, initiate that communication. It's very important to provide a better youth sport experience. And again, if you like the podcast, subscribe to our YouTube channel and Spotify. Share the episode with your friends, coaches, parents. Uh, thank you all for listening and see you soon with another episode.